Welcome back, y'all, to the Homily Prep Podcast. This is David for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. This week, we have some really stellar readings, first from the book of Exodus, then from the letter to the first letter to Timothy, and that wonderful chapter from Luke's Gospel where we hear the lost parables. And we actually get all three of them, uh, which is a wonderful treat. So I'm going to look at these in a very simple way, uh, a very simple thing to give you food for thought for this Sunday. But I really invite you to take each one of these readings and spend some time in prayer, especially with the lost parables that Luke gives us. We have the lost sheep, which is enough for a whole sermon. We also have the lost coin and also, of course, lost son, uh, the parable of the prodigal son. Rather than focusing immediately on the parable of the prodigal son, which is very tempting because it's the biggest of the lost parables and it's very famous and really wonderful for our reflection, I want to take a step back and look at the first and second reading. Uh, to maybe give us a way of approaching the lost parables this week in a way that is, um, I don't know, maybe just a, a different angle that might be helpful to us. First, in the book of Exodus, we have that wonderful interaction between God and Moses. It's one of those interactions similar to the one that we see with God and Abraham in the book of Genesis, where God is speaking about his, about justice, also of what the people deserve. Uh, and then also he ha- you have his prophet, his representative of the people, in this case Moses, interceding on behalf of the people and speaking to God on behalf of them and interceding for them, hoping that God will relent from his wrath. God ultimately does, in the book of Exodus, say, after God- Moses implored the Lord, God did remember his servants and relented the threat that he would to inflict on his people. The Lord relented in the punishment he had threatened to inflict on them. Here, I think one thing that's really unique and important to remember is that the God of the Israelites and the God ultimately of Jesus Christ is not a God who delights in working on our behalf alone. God, of course, can do anything and can work on our behalf by himself. Of course, he does that in uh, the creation of all of us. But there's something really beautiful in the act of redemption, that God seeks to save his people with the cooperation of other humans. Notice here in the reading from Exodus that God relents because of the intercession of another human, of Moses. Similarly, we see in the letter to Timothy that St. Paul thinks of himself as a co-worker with Christ. He says, I am grateful to him who has strengthened me, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he considered me trustworthy in appointing me to the ministry. Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example and I am here to work on his behalf. St. Paul is speaking about his cooperation in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Notice that both Paul and Moses stand as images of cooperating with God in the work of salvation. Moses on behalf of the Israelites, Paul on behalf of the church. Now, what does this have anything to do with the lost parables? Notice that the lost parables focus in on one who has gone away, or one that cannot be found. And there is a story of rescue bringing back. There doesn't really seem to be much here by way of language of cooperation. So how can we find a way of getting these three readings to harmonize? Notice how the gospel passage begins. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain. You know, it's a bit trite to constantly bring up how the Pharisees are failing at their task, but it's an important lesson of the Gospels. These are the ones, the Pharisees and the scribes, who are charged with the work of 
bringing about the kingdom of God, of putting the law into practice and to mediate the covenant between God and the people. Yet, rather than actually being helpful, they are complaining. And in other places in the Gospels, of course, we see that they get in the way, almost to the point, well, eventually to the point, of obstructing justice and obstructing the work of God. So these lost parables are actually addressed to the Pharisees. Notice, they were grumbling and they were complaining. So Jesus says, the parable first of the one who has a hundred sheep, and which one of you not having a hundred, losing one, would go find it? And then, like a woman who had ten coins, losing one, would find it. And then, like a father who had two sons. It is the Pharisees to whom these parables are addressed. Why? Because the Pharisees are failing to cooperate with God in bringing together those who have been scattered. The work of the ministry of the church, priests, bishops, everyone, the lay, anyone that calls himself a Christian, should be one of cooperating with God to work about salvation. Well, what does salvation look like in these parables? Salvation is reconciling those who are lost. It's pretty known in the church today that there's some divisions that we experience of people who maybe are feeling distant from the church for whatever reason, or even just because of sin, we find ourselves distant. How do I find myself, and maybe this is a good prayer for you too, how do you find yourself to be cooperating with God in reconciling those who are separate? Whether separate because of their sin, separate because someone made them to be so, or separate because they just feel really distant from God right now. Are you answering the call to cooperate with God to reconcile those who are far off? Because God is counting on you to do the work that he has for his church. 